0: Thank you for listening to the Forefront Church Podcast. We are a gospel-driven church in southwest Denver. Our focus is to help people find their way back to God. We do this through loving God, loving others, so that together we can change the world. This show is hosted by Drew Tarwater, and I'm Rob Blasey. Drew, how are you doing today?
1: Rob, I'm I'm doing my best to uh, weather the social pandemic and maintain the proper social distancing guidelines. How about you, man? You're just
0: keeping the wings to yourself this week. That's what I'm thinking.
1: I am. I am home. I am on quarantine, locked down with uh, Courtney, my wife, and my three kids. So we're actually, the slowdown's been pretty good. We've been busting out the old board game. Okay. Me and Emma played Battleship, and it came down to finding the guy on the island. She almost won. She's only eight, but she's like a graph wizard. So she, she she she's really tough to play uh <laughs> to play battleship
0: uh, again we uh samantha and i've been playing battleship on our ipads like there's a it's a generic version it's the same game and i love the math of it and she doesn't believe there's math involved with it and so nice. and she's like you're just supposed to pick them i'm like but there's information given to you when you make a selection in battleship so i'm going to use That's that strategy. information and then she's like no nope, no nope, no nope, no nope. i don't want to think about it that way i'm like Oh well, sorry <laughs> i'm like all right well oh yeah she's like, right. how, she's like how do you find that fun i go because it helps me win that's why exactly
1: that's right that's right so yeah, yeah. We've, we've been putting uh, puzzles together you know so I, I i gotta feel like i'm i'm just you know preparing and getting i'm using my math skills again finally, uh, right. and my uh, analytical skills so right. oh. <laughs> it's been good how about you well we how about f- you guys
0: we failed at a puzzle like uh so we, there's it had like a real small puzzle with real small pieces like it was like 500 pieces but they were really small like i'm talking like size of your thumbnail size like small tough. yeah and so and then it was uh it was one with like a painting with a lot of hot air balloons on it but there's a lot of blue sky in there so we got everything but yeah. the blue sky done. And we're like, mm, we're done. It's been sitting on the dining room <laughs> table insane. too long. We're like, meh, done.
1: We're This is going back in the yeah. box. Yeah. Courtney was trying to teach me how to play cribbage. I love never that never game. I've played cribbage before.
0: Oh, it's a great yeah, game.
1: So, yeah, so I'm a rookie, but we're having some fun with it. I'm learning some new games too. So there's a lot of good to the slowdown and getting to spend a little less time running around so i think there's been a lot of good that has come from this too yeah
0: samantha's uh, dad my soon-to-be father-in-law a month away by the way is the countdown um taught me taught me how to play cribbage
1: so nice yeah that's good well it's good to be back on the podcast with you tonight rob i'm sorry we can't be together in person but uh, it's, it's it's the beauty of technology we can we can still record podcasts you know, we're miles away.
0: Right. Actually, and a few miles closer, strangely enough. So, that yeah, is true. So, <laughs> so you wanted to talk about the words we use and dumb things we yeah, said. That's right. Which I'm full yeah. of.
1: Yeah. Me too. Me too. I've got a lot of history in this area. You know, I think um, right now is an interesting time for us to talk about this topic of our words. You know, especially, you know, we're in the midst of a global pandemic where there's lots of finger pointing, just turn on the, the news and, and you're going to see a story, um, whether it involves our president or world leaders or WHO leaders. Who? Uh, lots of finger pointing. Yeah. Who? Who? What? Who's, Who's on the... first?
0: Sorry. Easily distracted. <laughs> but,
1: Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But finger pointing, there's a lot being said. Who knows exactly how accurate some of these things are? And I think you just have a whole um, – there's just a whole other level of people who are frustrated and angry and scared. And then you have just the fact that people aren't necessarily working, um, at, you know, at, at maybe the, uh, the intensity they were before. Many people have been, you know, working from home or laid off. And so people have a lot more time on their hands, which sometimes that can lead to people trolling on social media and making comments they shouldn't make. So I just think right now, maybe this is a really important topic for us to consider how to rightly use our words, what does God say about how we use our words, and from past experience, how we have seen not to use our words.
0: All right. All right, I got a question then for you as we get started here. When was the last time yeah, you shoot. said something callously stupid? Just something where you said it kind of like off the cuff, and you're like, that was really stupid.
1: Oh, gosh. I don't even know if I can count on my hand today. <laughs> Hopefully not today. But you, you you will figure this out soon because you're getting married in a month. There's those times when you make comments as simple as you're, you're doing the dishes, which your wife does more than you do, but then you decide, I'm going to tell her the right way to do the dishes. <laughs> and in that moment, you realize, that was really stupid, <laughs> what I just said is she's spraying you with the the sprayer and and walking out of the room
0: <laughs> okay, noted, noted, yeah no I've said my fair yeah. share of uh stupid things throughout my life there was one there was one time actually two times, but one uh, notable time i I played a lot of basketball growing up and uh just so you know uh i've been kicked out of two church basketball leagues, nice and uh one nice. of the one of the one of the you know and this is like playing basketball with my my youth pastor other people in our church other and we're playing against other churches at a religious organization and uh so one of the times um i get called for a foul offensive foul i made a great move to the basket clearly the ref didn't think it was as great of a move and he called a foul and i go i asked the ref i go have you even ever played this game before
1: oh no <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it, man.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did so, you get tall? No. He goes, "Who's the captain of the team?" I go, and I just respond right away because we didn't have one. I go, "Well, I am." He goes, "You just saved your team a technical foul by being the captain." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, that's good." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's so good. That was the beginning well, of the end know, of
0: us in that league. So,
1: yeah. Well, you know, you get to get a little intense on the court. Yeah, we had in in college. We were playing football intramurals. And we were playing the Baptist Student Union. And the oh. closest we ever got to a full field fist fight was our team versus the Baptist student Union. So <laughs> you know, you can just tensions can just get a little bit high on the playing field,
0: right? All right? But <laughs> it doesn't
1: it, it, it bothers
0: me because, like I try to be disciplined in so many other areas, but when you realize right. you're, it's like, you try to be disciplined. You, know, you try to be disciplined with like money, how I spend, and giving habits. And it puzzles me, like how could I be so careful with my money, but yet so careless with my words? So yeah,
1: I mean, it's you're right, and you know the Bible has quite a bit to say about this, as you know, in James chapter three. And I think James reminds us that it's extremely hard to be careful with our words.
0: And James three, yeah, and that
1: actually our tongue is yeah, is, is dangerous.
0: Oh, yeah. and James 3, verse 2, it says, you know, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what he says is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. I mean, I right. mean James is saying here, You're controlling controlling your words will be the toughest thing you will ever go after. In fact, if someone can control their words now, it's, you know, that's a sign of a mature person. And, you know, if they can control their speech, that's, you know, you know, now they're talking maturity. They, they they will they should be able to control every other part of their, their life their money matters sexual temptation and their body and the imagery that they use in verse 7 is all kinds of animals birds reptiles sea creatures you know are being tamed have been tamed by mankind but no human being can tame the tongue it is restless evil full of deadly poison
1: right yeah i mean it's it's striking if you think of just that, that the imagery of the tongue, and just this little two or three ounce muscle can cause us so much pain and, and so much suffering. You know, like like James says, um, he says in verse five. So also the tongue is is a small member yet boasts of many things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire?
0: Right. You know it's
1: like, yeah, it's incredible to think, yeah, you know you got something so small, you know I like the imagery he gives us too about horses and ships. you know he says in verse three, if we put bits into the mouths of horses so they can obey us and it guides their whole bodies, and ships, which are driven by strong winds but you know are have are guided by a very small rudder, um, you know such a small thing can direct uh, the larger object, and our tongues may be small, but they direct our bodies in so many ways because we put ourselves in negative situations because of the words we say.
0: And, he, and here's the thing to think about here too, is like how many times right now we're thinking, or of all the times someone has said something hurtful to us, right, when you think, start thinking right. of like hurtful words, but like, and this time it's, it's not about what those people have said, think about you. Like, the, you know, this is what, you know, how can you control what you're saying to other people that are around you, you know? You know words can be used to build people up or to tear people down. And how are you using your words? You know, some of the, some of you will easily recall the bitter destructive uh, complaints of a loved one. Like, you know, when you're telling Courtney how to do the dishes or the parent who never seemed to have a kind word to say, or the bully in third grade on the third grade playground who gave you a nickname that took years to shake. It's so easy to, as you know, as you read and go through here to be, you know, amped with anger about the pain someone else has caused you. But, you know, right now is the time to think, you know, to try to, you know, be disciplined in your heart to not, to start, to start thinking like, how do, how can you, how you think about other people and how they need this so badly, but how much in your life, you know, the words we use, how can we be better?
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that's a challenge for us to consider. Okay. What does God have to say about how to use our words and, and how can we effectively guard ourselves from allowing our tongue to start a fire? Because just like you just said, I think everybody, every one of us, everybody listening to this podcast or who will listen is going to remember a time in their life when somebody has made a comment to them that stung and that stays with you your entire life. Right. For a lot of people, maybe it's something that, that mom or dad said to a kid when they were a kid, or it's something a friend said, or maybe it was a teacher, yeah. but typically it's, it's the negative comments or the hurtful comments are the ones that hang with you longer. Um, uh, somebody tells you, Hey, you're not going to be a good athlete. Or somebody tells you, you're never going to amount to anything in school. Those things stay with you a lot longer, unfortunately, than a kind word does, uh, which, which is tragic because a, a kind word can, can do so much, but a, a negative word can leave such a deep wound that it takes years to heal from.
0: It's crazy how that works. I like I a, a thought too, is like, if God gives you the ability, if under God's direction and strength, you're able to grow in the area of your speech, Think how this can affect every relationship in your life. I mean, it really takes exactly. no imagination to see how this can change the communication pattern of, you know, group of eighth graders. It takes no imagination to see how this right. imagination to see how this can change, you know, our relationship with our parents. Whether you're 13, 30, or 40, you know, it takes no imagination to see yeah. how right it's so yeah, strange exactly. where it's like or the respect for your parents you always think of that as you're a teenager like oh, i'm supposed to respect my parents and you know what that's probably what is the easier time in life to respect your parents as they get older you're trying to, <laughs> to help them as they grow older that sometimes may be more difficult and then like i i'll give a story like my dad he took care of his mom and his mom was not always the nicest human being and he was he showed respect to her and you know in a godly way for years when she did not wasn't too appreciative and so it was a great example as you know watching my dad take care of his mom and it's he did it with you know for in god's love because there's no way he did it on his own like there's it was such a you know such an undertaking and so it's like sometimes i think it's more difficult to honor your parents as you know you're aging and they're aging then when you're in teenage years you forget about the stuff in your teenage years at least i did so
1: (laughs) right right yeah yeah and you know i think there's there's certain things in life where you know we say well by my willpower i'm going to get better at this right Right. i'm going to become stronger at that but unfortunately the tongue the, the tongue the words we say they come straight out of our hearts and You know, as much as we want to do a better job of communicating and speaking words of life and when we get angry or we get frustrated or we get scared, like this global pandemic we're in now, it's it's so easy for that filter to come off and the frustration to come out. And so I think, you know, this is a really important topic because if you listen to what James has to say right here, you know, he says, who can bridle the tongue? But what do you think he's really saying right there? He's saying nobody can. Right. That we actually don't have the power on our own to keep our tongue under control, to tame our tongue. Rather, it's just going to start fire after fire if we don't get it under control. And I think James is pointing us to the fact that it's this understanding, Rob, that we can't tame the tongue, but God can. Yeah, and, he, and he go, he goes... We have to look to him and have him tame it for us.
0: And he gives us a bit of advice then in James 1.19. He goes, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. It's like, you know, each one of you should, you know, you know quick to, then slow, slow. It's like gas pedal with two brakes. It's like, you know, right. it should be quick to listen, yeah. slow to speak, slow to become angry. How many, when we have that... Every, we all have those things in our life that have that short fuses that get you angry real quick. And exactly. I don't know about you, Yikes. you, but like this could, I mean, I use this every day in life. And if this was just the only area of maturity of my life over the next year, that would be huge.
1: Right. <laughs> I think so, man. I mean, I think for me as well, and, um, you know, and, and as, a, as a pastor, I have to tell you, one of the great fears or, or anxiety points that I have is that, you know, I, I stand up on stage and I'm, and I'm teaching a point and you bring the wrong string of five words together. Right. And that can, that can end a ministry. You know, that can, can really hurt people. You know, so I think being conscious of our words, the power of our words, how much damage our words can cause. Um, can, can it can be huge, and I think it's that understanding that god's the true God's really the only true source that that is going to be able to help us learn to tame our words and to become much better at this and that's why I love that imagery that James gives us there in mm-hmm. James 119. It's almost like a formula you know right. so we're going to be quick to get angry, but rather we should be quick to listen and we should slow to be to, to speak and slow to become angry and and just be conscious of how quick it can go the other direction.
0: Yeah. Now, James is saying here, like overall, it's like never underestimate the power of your speech. You know, never underestimate the power of encouragement. Never underestimate the power of saying thank you so much every time over and over again. Never underestimate the power of saying, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And never underestimate the power of saying, yes, I will, but don't ever do that again. I mean, what James is saying is direction changing. Have you, so, you you ever go to when we can go to the malls? Did you ever go to the mall much?
1: Oh man, when we were in middle school, that was the hangout. What that's a, what we knew. Our buddies were going to be. that where the, where the girls were going to be. That was the place to go. What
0: about when you could start to drive? When you yeah, when yeah you, when, and you and you go to the mall like and when you had like your college beater car, where did you park? Where did you park? Oh out? man, you park up close.
1: Yeah, you, know, you you park you park as far away as you could because you did not want anyone to hit your car, man. Right. I still do that, by the way. If I pull up to, you know, King Supers or Costco, <laughs> I mean, I'm parking on the farthest parking spot in the corner, back then, where nobody can get near.
0: Right. But like, I kind of th- like the like the illustration was kind of with the uh, like when you park your car and you park in a busy parking lot, whether it's the mall, Costco, Target. It's like working in a church or working in ministry or even work in general or a life in general is like when you kind of get close to people, there's a chance they can ding you. And it's not like they intended yeah. to do it. It's not it's that true. they, you know, but it's like you can either right. park your car where no one can ever ding you. You always be safe, but you'll never really be around people.
1: Yeah, it's exactly right. and And the reality is exactly like you just said, you know, with the fact that we are prone to use words we shouldn't, mm-hmm. and our, our emotion will lead us to quickly make comments that we, uh, that we either don't think about or that reveal our hearts that are going to hurt people, we have to become really good at being conscious of what we say, but we also have to become really good at saying, I'm sorry, because Absol- <laughs> you know, we're all going to step on our, on our feet and say things we shouldn't say
0: absolutely and it was interesting too with this audience james is writing to they were this audience was also familiar with the proverbs and in proverbs twelve eighteen it says the words of the reckless pierce like swords but the tongue of the wise brings healing you know that's right it's like just like you yeah. know it's the words are weapons powerful. but they also can heal it's it's a tool it doesn't you know it doesn't take talk about yeah. nasty words it you know just the wicked reckless you know a story about a gift I was, exactly so yeah yeah,
1: I love Proverbs fifteen one says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And you think about just this environment we live in now, the social media social media culture, how quick people are to be rude and harsh on comments that can stir up anger, can start arguments, and and point fingers. Um, but I, I love that picture that a gentle answer turns away wrath. That you you say something hurtful to me, if I give you a gentle answer, it's going to turn wrath away. Yeah. And that's what we all need to become much better at.
0: Right. How many, how many relationships have been damaged? Not by the by the first comment, but by the second comment, you know, exactly. it's like, in my humble opinion, most relationships unravel because of the second comment, you know, not because of the first comment. They just, we just get, we feel justified in saying, cause I didn't fire the first shot, but I can, I'm just firing back. I have the right to right. fire back. You know like you said gentle yeah. answer turns away wrath but when you know you feel like someone is on a war path and you're under attack and it is the first place your heart goes it goes back to attack and you know and jesus yeah. was constantly talking about this when he's like he's like love your enemies when he said bless those who curse you you know what's you know what's he talking about in the response is that a gentle answer turns away wrath so, you know small bits control big horses exactly. small rudders control big ships you know, the words have That's power right, to set man. direction in family, relationships, and in churches.
1: Rob, I guess the question we really need to try to answer is, what do we do about it? We know that words are dangerous and that we need to be really conscious of our words and careful. But as James also says, we really don't have the ability ourselves to control them. Um, so what do we do about it? How do we get better? And I think God, you know, God's word gives us a, a lot of really good direction. In this, and, and how we can take steps forward to get better and to be more careful, and I think especially in this environment we're in right now, this is really important for us to talk about.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, I'd,
1: I'd say a, a couple points of application for us, Rob, just ways that I think we can improve in this. And, and the first one is we've kind of been talking about this already, but but just to kind of bring it home, is just recognizing the power of our words. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's really where we have to start at
0: one of the so there's a quick story here drew so what, um i heard about the story happened well before i moved out to colorado but there was a a forest ranger that for whatever reason decided to you know take some letters and burn them and, and when there was a fire ban too and just burned them in the woods and it started a huge forest where it was like yeah. a hundred and twenty thousand or so acre forest you know that the forest ranger accidentally lit on fire by burning these letters from an, from her estranged husband, you know, so she would feel better. And you know, she didn't get charged with burning just the letters; she got charged with burning down the forest. And, you know, oh man! And so it's wow. like, with like the. I mean, how similar is that to like where we kind of think like, well, I didn't mean that when I said that. I right. I didn't mean to burn down the whole forest. I just meant to hurt you. Or I just meant to hurt this. It's like, but are we responsible then, really, for you know our actions and what the real repercussions of them may be?
1: I think you're right, man. You know, we can make a comment that's hurtful to somebody. We can make a comment about somebody else, and all of a sudden, we've spread gossip. We've spread hurt. Or you make a comment that's untrue, and now you've you know you've slandered somebody. Um, I, I, man, it's amazing how just again, that imagery of the forest fire, how something we can say that's so small can lead to so much damage. And, you know, it's like, remember Rob, the old song, Stick in, sticks and stones can can hurt, break my bones. but words can never hurt me. Right. <laughs> I think we, I think we'd all would agree. It's the opposite.
0: Sticks <laughs> and that, stones will hurt you know, my bones.
1: My, my, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can recover from a broken arm, but man, some words that have been said to me or about me penetrate the heart and, Will, will carry along with me the, the rest of my life. And so I think just the understanding that we have to be careful and recognize the power of our words, which goes along with really the, the same idea that we need to be aware of our words. We recognize that words have power, but we need to be aware of the words we say. Um, you know, so often we just kind of speak without thinking and it puts us in a situation where we're backpedaling or we're trying to dig our way out of a hole. I, I've been in, I've been in that place way too often. Right. And so being aware of our words is so important.
0: Oh, absolutely. And like in Galatians at five, 22 and 23 talks about, you know, be the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. Like how many of those relate to our speech patterns? Uh, exactly. Every single one of them.
1: Every single one of them. So, yeah. So it almost feels like, what Paul is telling us about the fruits of the Spirit. One of the ways you'll be demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit is through the words you say.
0: Absolutely.
1: And you're you're identifying, you're identifying where your heart is. You know, Jesus talks about this in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, he talks about anger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, you know, you've heard it said of those of old, "You shall not murder." Matthew five twenty one. And whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say, Jesus says. That everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. You know, and it's just pretty, you know, it's just pretty strong language that would shows you the heart of the attitude that Jesus is pointing to us that the words we say that that come from an angry heart. I mean, that's as bad as murder. And, and the eyes of God. And that, those are really strong words.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, so Jesus
1: says, hey, it, you know, he says, hey, so if you're offering your gift at the altar and you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there and, and first be reconciled to your brother. And it's this this beautiful picture that it, it, it's all about relationships, right? And mm-hmm. so, and man, if we've said something hurtful to somebody or somebody said something hurtful to us, then we need to be reconciled. And so I think one of the, the main um, you know, that main applications points for us is, man, we, we need to ask for forgiveness when our words hurt others. You know, we've got to recognize the power of our words and be aware of our words. But as we're aware of our words, you know, we need to be, you know, be, be thoughtful and to go and ask for forgiveness because we know when our words have hurt others.
0: Absolutely. Like in Proverbs sixteen twenty four, the gracious words are a honeycomb sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. I love that one just
1: yeah it's you know, so good
0: when it, how, how many times like in like, like you're talking about like in today's environment just saying thank you while making eye contact or because it's all you can see of a person right now. um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but uh it's like <laughs> right when, when some when you when, you know as a guy it's kind of like the head nod sometime and you know you just sort of make that you know casual connection to say hey how you doing or you know that you know touching base with someone that maybe you haven't touched base with in a while and just understanding that, yeah. you know, a kind word in a time like this, like people are on edge more than ever. There's more uncertainty than ever. Pete, there's more unknown than we've than than known right now. There's going into uncharted waters, you know, with what we're going through and just gracious words are like honeycombs
1: and you know, they are. Yeah. Now it's such beautiful imagery right there. Uh, Just uh, gracious words are sweet. And I think for us to make the decision that we want to be men and women whose words are sweet like a honeycomb, who are gracious and not hurtful, we have to start, you know, yeah, we have to recognize the power, we have to be aware of our words, but we have to to start by really dedicating our heart and our mind and our tongue to God because that's where it has to start. You know, we have to be at a place where – where we give it to God and, and, you know, we are seeking Him in our life, we're seeking His wisdom in our hearts, and then we're asking Him, we're literally prayerfully asking God to protect our minds, um, to protect our words, right? To protect the things that we allow in into our hearts so that we're not speaking words of destruction, uh, but yet we're choosing to, to use words that are sweet, that are full of life, that are going to encourage and are going to help people. Because I think it starts with realizing that we don't have the power ourselves to to have the will in our own hearts to control our words. We have to look to the Holy Spirit and God to be the one that helps us control our words.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you, Drew.
1: So Rob, kind of as you wrap up this topic about how we can guard our words and ask God to tame our tongue, I think the final kind of point of application for us is to practice speaking words that encourage and build up others. You know, Paul says in Ephesians 4.29, he says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So I think let's pray to God and ask him to help us be encouragers who give words of life, who give words of support and confidence and hope. And I think if God will, you know, if we pray to God and ask him to guard our hearts and to guard our words, man, Rob, can you imagine how he can use us to cultivate and develop and build up the people around us to see who they are in God, to see how much, how loved they are, and to build relationships that are built on truth and hope? I just think God can use our words to be so much better than complaining and pointing fingers. I think God can use our words to do amazing things.
0: It's a Jesus community that would look different from other communities and I think would attract people going, there's something different about this group than other groups and communities I've been a part of.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I love it. And it all starts with our words, something so simple. (laughs) Well, Rob, as always, my friend, it's fun doing these podcasts with you and just chatting. Uh, But to all of our listeners out there, if you find yourself in Southwest Denver, we'd love to see you at Forefront Church. For more info, check us out at ForefrontChurch.tv. And during this global pandemic, tune in for our 10 a.m. live stream on Sundays, uh, Forefront Church Live on Facebook. Uh, Thanks for joining us here at this Forefront Church podcast, where we always ask Jesus be big in our lives, in our church, and in our world. God bless.